Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. That's like the beauty of Ellis's videos, really, is that you don't know what you're about to do. I'm saying that on record now. It will be the new Bohemian Rhapsody. It will it will eclipse the club. And I said Messi, but then I thought that would do good numbers. But can he speak very good English? Welcome back to the Location Football Club. After a couple of weeks of R&R, we have returned. Our latest signing is podcast royalty. He's a musician, a YouTuber and a huge lover of football, the one and only Alfie Indra. How are you, my friend? That was such a nice intro. I'm very well. How are you? I'm very well. We're colleagues now, aren't we? We are. Go on, Ipswich. Yeah, there you go. You're learning. I spoke to you the other day, and a video that you recently did was hitchhiking with Ellis Platten. So tell us about how you got involved with his channel, and we'll then get on to some of the funniest and craziest places you've been in non-league. With Ellis, it was a strange one. I was working for the YouTuber Jackmate, who's my best mate, and then uh, we stopped uploading for ages uh, on his channel, and I just needed some work in. So I saw Ellis tweet out that he needed an, e an editor, and I really blagged, you know, bless him. He stuck with me for a <laughs> while I got to grips with it, but I sort of blagged my way into an editing job, and then which is what I still do now, but I've, you know, I've got a lot better and uh, yeah, I'm lucky, lucky enough that he takes me, takes me on a few little trips as well. Uh, and we, yeah, we've just become really good mates and, and it's, yeah, it's a proper laugh going to the games and, and going to all these different places to watch football. And could you talk to us a little bit about that hitchhiking video the other day? Cause I saw it and I was like, this is brilliant. Um, but can you tell us maybe some stuff that we might not have seen or, and for anyone that's not seen it a little bit about what the video was about? We basically rocked up to Cambridge services really early in the morning. Like people sometimes think the videos like aren't real. Like it's all a hundred percent, like depressingly real. <laughs> and he, um, he just wrote anyone off to the football on this cardboard cutout thing. We just stood there for ages, like asking strangers whether they were off to the football and whether they could give us a lift. And yeah, for the first like hour, it went really badly. To be honest, it, the people that were saying no, respect to you, you don't go picking up two <laughs> random guys with cardboard cut out and a camera. But uh, yeah, he also scared some children. <laughs> yeah, he scared some children actually, which was quite. <laughs> I don't know if that made the cut. But, uh, this mum was like grabbing onto her kids like hold my hand uh she wasn't too keen but yeah we we were really lucky in that the Leyston team bus just stopped there I guess for some breakfast yeah they were just like well we've got room on the coach if you want to come <laughs> so, yeah. so we um we went on the coach with them and it's like it was a really nice setup there was a lot of like the fans on there they picked up a few of the players as well and then yeah we went to Hales Owen and watched them lose 2-1 but it was a it was a really good day out that's like the beauty of Ellis's videos really is that you don't know what you're about to do, like what game you're about to go to, whether it's like throwing a data map and going there or like he's, he's got some crazy ideas, asking Uber drivers where you want to, who they support, <laughs> like stuff like that. What was the ground like that you went to? Really nice. And really? the great thing about it was that they averaged like over a thousand fans a game. So it was like, it was like really good atmosphere as well. It was proper pouring it down so that was a bit annoying i didn't pack a hoodie 
because obviously I didn't know where I was going to end up. I could have yeah. been going to Spain. So um, <laughs> I packed really light and yeah, I was proper drenched and we didn't stand in the bit with with the uh, the old rain protection above you. So that was the only downside. But yeah, it was re- really nice ground. It was a good game as well. Where's the best place you've been to in non-league? I live in Bury St. Edmunds. I love uh, Bury Town, Ram Meadow. I love, I love Ram Meadow here. I love going to games here. It's a really like... It's a really good, like, old school non-league set up there. And uh, oh, it's just great. You feel so close to the action. There's always a scrap. <laughs> They've got these lads that are, like, have an Instagram page. They're like the ultras. <laughs> it's like, it's quite funny. They're, like, behind the goal chanting and they've got chants for each player and stuff. So it's like, yeah, really good vibes there. What is it about non-league that you enjoy? I feel like it's, like, it's real football. It's unaffected by... Well, it's it's going that way now, but for the most part, it's not affected by like money and people trying to be celebrities or icons in that way. It's just people that love football, like they could be doing something else, but they love football. Yeah, like the fans, it's just all very real. And often you get a, I like the community aspect of it. Like here, you can sort of like, the players are in the bar after the game and like chatting to fans and it just feels like really, yeah, like really connected like with the fan base and yeah it just feels like proper football i know you're a big fan of your football shirts and shirt collections have you got any non-league shirts in your collections or from ellis's videos of classic football shirts um, and shirt buying have you seen any absolute winners that you could share it might be up there i could grab it in a sec i don't know where but i've i've really weirdly got the braintree town uh goalkeeper third shirt from like two seasons ago because <laughs> I, I went to um Me. i went to take my car to no i went to take my missus car to get her mot done because she was at work and it was like somewhere in somewhere in essex it wasn't braintree weirdly it was like colchester that needed something doing to the car so i was just stuck in this like weird it's like a i don't even know how to describe it it was just like a, a car park essentially so i just went for a walk and found this like this kit supplier that was just doing like Braintree Town kits. And I just like, I just, I just for bored, so I copped one. What do you mean you just found a kit supplier? That you've, <laughs> that needs more context information. I just went to the, I don't know what it was. I could have dreamt it, but I've got the shirt. Just, just selling Braintree third shirt, third goalkeeper shirts. He had the lot, like he had so much Braintree Town. I'm pretty sure he had like a lot of local clubs and maybe they made the kits. He was kind of like, well, you can buy them as well. So I just went through looking through all these kits and I liked the, <laughs> the I like. I was like, oh, what's this one? I like it. He's like, it's Braintree's goalkeeper third shirt. <laughs> so yeah. How much did it cost you? 45 pounds. Wow. You believe that? 45 that pounds. a lot for a third shirt. Could you wear it out? Oh, mate. I, I, I had to buy it, didn't I? Obviously, I know you're an Ipswich Town fan. And I like the idea that I came up with earlier that random footballers that have played for your club. So to put it into context, in non-league, Bishop Stortford is my local club. Christopher Ray, who used to play for Arsenal, signed for Bishop Stortford and went AWOL, but played one game and scored in his debut. Are there any players, either for your local team, or local side or Ipswich, that you were like completely random that you think is like a good story? Mate, as soon as you said that, I thought of one man that played for Ipswich for a bit. Do you remember um, Ivan Campo? Yes. <laughs> he just randomly 
he must have been about 65 and he just he just randomly signed for a year with us and he, like in cdm i think we might have signed him from madrid you know that's going to need to be fact checked but, <laughs> and i don't know why or what the connection was or if we got him on a free or what i just remember like what thinking why is this like like he's a legend he's a legend over there isn't he yeah proper legend very well known he stunk the place out he was awful <laughs> He just didn't have the legs anymore. But I always remember that. And then there's been a fair few like cult heroes I've loved at Ipswich. I really loved Giovanni De Santos when he came from Spurs. Oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. He was like, he's probably the best player I've seen at Portman Road. He was unbelievable. We must have had a thing with Spurs at the time because we had Jake Livermore, Andros Townsend, and then De Santos came. Oh, mate, just did just pick the ball up at the halfway line and just like it just go. He was unreal. Presume you didn't win any trophies that season. No, we did. Uh, <laughs> we did win the derby though at Portman Road. That's a big derby, that isn't it? It is, mate. It is the old. What do they call it on Twitter? The old farm. <laughs> <laughs> do you go away games for the Blues, or have you been on any crazy away days? Yeah, I try to. It's difficult, like with the Ellis stuff, and uh, obviously the podcast stuff as well. It's um, we were on tour a lot of uh, last season. You know, the best away that I've actually had with Ipswich was last season at Derby. And uh, it was like, I feel like for a lot of fans, including myself, it was the game where we we won 2-0. And it's like, okay, we're actually going up. Like, I really believe we were going up after that. And they sort of, I don't know if you've been to an away day there, but they like pen you in, in, in the corner. You feel like caged animals. And it's just like, it just brings something out of you. And it was just, yeah, it was just like the atmosphere was absolutely wicked. We stayed for ages, like in the ground afterwards and like the players came over and I was just like, yeah, really, really, really good, really good day. What three things do you take on an away day? What are your away day essentials? That's a really good question. My answers will probably be quite boring because I'm not, I'll put it out there. I know I seem like of, you know, an alpha lad. But I'm not. I'm not like going and getting and getting slaughtered. All right, that's just not me. I want to go and enjoy the game. So I will bring a bottle of water. Yeah. Because I tell you, it's not. It's not cheap. Sometimes trying to buy a drink at a game, and they don't always give you the cap on top as well. So I'd always recommend bringing a bottle of water. That's probably number one. And hydration is key. Yeah, actually, yeah. Sorry, that is a really good point. To say to the audience, yeah, hydration is key in a way. Educational podcast. I will also bring a portable charger. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I don't know what generation I am. Am I, what am I? Are we Z? Or are you Alpha? Not Alpha, but you mate. Z? I think Z. Gen Z, yeah. I'm one of them anyway. You know, I need the phone, get my train to pay for stuff. So I always have a portable charger. I've been caught too many times with no charge on the train. It's not fun. It's not good for anybody. Bring a portable charger. I think I would bring... This might be, like, bad. Because people take the mick out of me for this. I always wear slash bring a shirt. Is that bad? People have told me that's not cool anymore to wear... A club shirt. I don't have a problem with it. Where else would you wear a club shirt if it's not going to support the team you support? Someone to explain to me what is the problem. (laughs) I don't know what the problem is with it. Yeah. To me, that is the only place that you would probably wear a shirt unless you're going to play five a side as well. But even then, like, I don't see the problem with that. I want to support the team. I want to wear my shirt that I've bought. 
I bet you go retro shirt, right? You go something retro rather than current. I do, yeah. I've got I've got a really nice Ipswich one, the orange orange one from back in the day. Yeah, I've I've been known to wear it over a hoodie as well, which I really have got a lot of bad comments about. Yeah, that is old school. It's like the worst thing you can do. <laughs> okay, maybe that's where we draw the line. I think. But, is uh, it? Yeah. I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah, I won't do that again. <laughs> no, yeah. Because of us. Okay, I'm sorry. You are a music artist. But what are you up to at the moment? Every time I speak to you, you're usually up to something or collaborating with someone interesting. Just give us an overview of what your musical lifestyle is like at the moment. I just played a festival, Kendall Calling. Nice. Uh, we did a live podcast there, so that was really fun. I am releasing an EP this year, and I've been saying that for like three years, but it actually <laughs> is this year. Okay. It's just like I write these songs, and then it gets towards the release time, and then with one of them I'm like oh, I could do better or I have a really good writing session with somebody I'm like oh no that needs to be in there so that's my only problem it that's my only drawback at the minute so I'm I'm really focusing on getting that out this year just trying to work on on putting on some shows because I think that's kind of like the reason you do music is to play it live in front of people that like the songs I think that's like that's like the best thing about it really so yeah it's kind of right writing and then releasing and then the shows that's my plan alpha you should write a song that we can play at portman road before the teams come out if they said alf we want you to make a song that's going to come out i would dedicate everything to it i promise you that i'm saying that on record now it will be the new bohemian rhapsody it will it will eclipse the club i wouldn't even wait for them to ask you just do it if you've got time let's just do it and we can shoot a sick video for it i feel like if I just do it and then send an MP3, it makes me look like a loony. What I would do is I'd make it and then just float it out there and be like, look, I made this song about Ipswich that I love. Because the North London Forever guy that did it at Arsenal, no one's looking at him and going, oh, what an idiot. He just loves his football club. The only thing holding me back is I do think I, I would be the guy that releases it and then everyone's like, that is so cringe. Like, can you imagine the whole fan base turning against me? No, they they would never do that. They would never do that. You spoke about the Happy Hour podcast. Like, just talk us through, like, your experience in that. I know you said Jack, mate, was your best mate. So when you got the call, how did you feel about it? Do you know what? It wasn't necessarily, like, I never really got the call. We were mates and just playing football together, Sunday League. We just got on really well. We made each other laugh a lot. And then I started doing some main channel filming for him. I think I went on as a like half guest, half just like they probably just needed something, someone on. And it kind of just like merged. Like the lines are really weird, like how they blur. Like it just sort of happened. And then now, yeah, I'm just, I, I go on a, a little bit more now, but like, you know, when one of them's poorly or uh, <laughs> in I come, always free. If you could have three footballer guests on, ones that you haven't had already, who would you have on? I'd love to get Grealish on. Yeah. yeah. I just think he seems like a really like funny guy. I think it'd be I think it'd have good stories if if the club would allow it. But let's say in this hypothetical scenario they do anyone's allow. Allowed. Yeah, anyone's allowed on. I'd want him on with no limits. I just want him to like just talk. Who else would I want on? Do you know? I weirdly <laughs> I had this conversation today and I said Messi, but then I thought that would do good numbers, but can he speak very good English? No, he can't speak English, I don't no. think. I think he speaks He's going to be learning Spanish now, and surely, I don't know. Argentinian. All right, if not him, Ronaldo, and I'd yeah, get him yeah. to sort of 
that that might be like a little bit more of a deep one spilling the beans on the on the Piers Morgan interview that kind of thing really milk him I'd get an Ipswich player on who would I get on I think maybe Chaplin I'd love to have him on I'd have to persuade the other boys but I, I yeah I'd get an any Ipswich player for the third one or anyone that's ever played for Ipswich I'll have one even Campo Get him on. <laughs> Get him on. Brilliant. Collie, Alfie, mate, thank you for your time. One last thing I'm going to uh, ask you is, can we do a collaboration video where we come to your local team and uh, we can go and stand in the fans with the ultras and experience uh, yeah. that? Mate, anytime. Come to Berrytown, mate. It's a great day out. You'll yeah. love it. That'll love it. Sick. Top man. Cheers, Alfie. Nice one. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. What a lovely guy Alfie Indra is, the latest signing to the Location Football Club. Quick one, if you've got any guests that you would like for us to get on the podcast, just give us a shout and uh, we will do our best to get them on. Right, earlier in the week, I asked people to send in some crazy non-league stories. And what I meant by that was last-minute goals, controversy during a game, things you might have seen that were just a bit mad. And Ammonford, who play in Wales, we did We've a video there. there. We did. Lee Trundle was playing there. It's a great video. It's one of our best ones as well. It it's is, got loads yeah. of views now. Go um, to go and give that a watch. So someone from the club messaged me and it's such a good story. <laughs> and this is what I meant by sort of crazy. This is what gave me the idea. Right, so to put it into context... Ammonford were playing in the Nathaniel MG Cup. Obviously, a big tournament. Yeah, I enjoy it. <laughs> Known worldwide. So the game kicked off. They had a player sent off in the 43rd minute. Not ideal. Never good to go down to 10 men. In the 45th minute, they went 1-0 up. So now they're laughing. The keeper got injured on Ammonford's side. So that's not good. So they're down to 10 men. Goalie gets injured. They bring on a 16-year-old goalkeeper who's actually a local lad and I believe used to play the drums like <laughs> in the stand last season, the season before. So he's now in goal. Right. Immediately after the break, they go 2-1 down. This is chaos. So it's chaos. This is, this is, this is brilliant. It's absolutely excellent stuff. <laughs> then the 44-year-old, because I had to put the age there, I'm sure he yeah. did, doesn't mind, but the guy that messaged me said, the 44-year-old assistant manager scored in the 98th minute, which is mad in this itself. So then it was 2-2. The game went to penalties. And then the 16-year-old goalkeeper saved two. And Ammonford <laughs> progressed to the next round. I don't think that's going to that be topped. Was, yeah, you've said crazy non-league stories. Yeah. That is a crazy non-league story. That's the beauty of non-league, though. I just, <laughs> yeah. I know that stuff sort of happens in the Premier League where last-minute goals, Aguero. They're but, not bringing on their 44-year-old assistant manager. And the 16-year-old goalkeeper yeah. that was playing the drums in the yeah. in the audience and the, the fans. So they're the kind of stories <laughs> I was after. So... If anyone listening out there has got a story that can top that or match that, then please do get in touch and we'll read them out because that's absolutely gold. A couple of other people did mention some crazy stories, but it wasn't really that crazy, but quite impressive. Hamworth United are unbeaten at home at the county ground for three years. That was sent in by AFC B Miller. Um, and then one lad, I didn't quite actually understand it, Jay Wills, just put, my mate got a left back sent off once. Oh, okay. I have asked what he did to get that left back sent off. Have you ever been to a game where, I'm not saying it's been that crazy, but a last minute winner, cliffhanger. Ooh. 
in the playoff final when Hemel came up from the Southern League Division One, I think we played like almost 80 minutes without a goalkeeper and our captain had to go in goal and we still won. <laughs> it was either playoff semi-final or playoff final, but yeah, I'll find it. That's quality. Yeah, another, another story I liked, um, which sort of had a link to my local team, Bishop Stortford, but because Roy Essendoe yes. used to play for Bishop Stortford later in his career, but in the early days, he was the guy that answered a CFAX message for Wickham, who were in the third tier of English football. They had a quarter-final FA Cup game against Premier League side Leicester, but they didn't have a striker. They did put a little message out on CFAX, which was like teletext yeah, back in the day, if you remember it. Yeah. Roy Essendo answered it, and he only bloody got and scored, didn't he? <laughs> and uh, they went through. So he's the one that um, they have that chant at Bishop Stubber was like, Essendo, Essendo, Roy, Essendo, Essendo. Yeah, so I had a little soft spot for Roy Essendo. So if you have got any stories out there, um, non-league crazy stories, then please do get in touch. We've got a couple of exciting things coming up in the pipeline. Solihull Moors. Yeah. I messaged them over the last few weeks whilst you've been in uh, Canada and uh, we're hopefully going to be going and do a training day at the National League team. Do you think they team. saw your Chesson I think they saw the Chesson video and said he looks like he could do some media work for us. You've had a couple us. of Shouts now, haven't you? Yeah. Who else was Assington it? Stanley. Assington Stanley. I can literally sign on the dotted line whenever I want for them. Oh, and I, I am to going to. Yeah. yeah, I might just message the gaffer and say, look, I'm, I'm prepared to join. So you could have a few games. <laughs> I could have a couple of games. I need to go and get the, uh, the boots out of the shed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's going to be good. That's going to be really exciting. Um, we might have a little gig coming up that involves away trips. In cars. In cars. Watch this space. Yeah, really looking forward to what's coming on the channel and on the podcast. If you do like what you've heard, please do subscribe to the Spotify, the Apple stuff, and yeah. obviously the YouTube channel as well. Leave He's us done. a review on the podcast. Oh, leave us a review. That's what apparently yeah. you're supposed to do. That's leave us a review on the podcast, and we will see you next time. See ya.